My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. One thing I want to talk about today is I think really relevant when we, in the holiday time, I talked to a lot of people in the last week who just were like triggered by things or just emotionally stirred up, which can happen in the holidays because it's, we have so many like imprints of memories over the years, every holiday. It's like, a, it's an event. It's not just like a day. It's like you remember Thanksgiving years ago. You remember, you know, it's like there's a feeling to it. There's, and there can be negative imprints. There can be positive imprints. But there's, there's emotional charge to the holidays. So that can bring up a lot of things. And even, you know, just one person I talked to is just, she's just, I'm just feeling off. You know, I just I don't know what it is. It's just, but yeah, there's so much memory coming up here. It could be good or bad, but there's just stuff there that's present and it's stirred up. So what do we do with that? Uh, and the yoga teachings, there's this idea of aparigraha or non-grasping. Graha means grasp. Apari is like letting go. So letting go and non-grasping. Uh, so that's one of the um, there's yamas and niyamas. Then there's the asana. So it's even before with the postures, they recommend you do these sort of practices, these lifestyle, these uh, mindsets, uh, how to approach things. And so aparigraha means just like whatever comes up, we don't uh, attach to it, we don't identify with it, we don't grasp onto it. It's, you know, I, just naming it is very helpful. Just saying like, I'm feeling off, I'm feeling weird or whatever. Just talking to somebody about it is really helpful. Or if there's somebody in your family, you felt like, you know, I felt this way when you said this thing, you know, or I wanted to say this. It could be positive or negative again but just like letting those things move through you. And even, you know, just not saying it can be a form of grasping of, you know, maybe I don't need to say that, or maybe, you know, it's not important or whatever. You know, even just saying like, thank you for cooking, you know, <laughs> to your daughter, you know, uh, thank you for uh, being here. You know, just expressing gratitude, expressing hurt, expressing fears, whatever it is, just like letting that through, those emotions move through you. Like that word, you probably heard like, Emotion is energy in motion, so it's just letting it through. And when we don't let it in motion, we get stuck, and then that turns to the grasping, and that turns to the anger, the resentment, the the withholding or detachment or, or pushing away of people. So, you know, and these are things that I'm always working through as well. Um, I I grew up sort of feeling alien to my family and like kind of finding my place, you know, and and learning to express myself. So we all have this, this stuff in us. And I think yoga, this is the space just for you. It's your time to, to be in your body. And if things come up, you can practice that sort of non-grasping. And we'll, we'll do that in different ways of just like unclenching, right? Just opening the hands even. Shoulders relaxing, jaw relaxing, right? So even here as we're sitting now, we'll, we'll just take a moment just finding a comfortable seated posture. And notice if there's anywhere that's tightened up in your body 
And a good way to, to do that is to actually go into the tension, so tighten everything up, so tighten your hands, your feet, your shoulders, your face, tighten and squeeze. And with your exhale, just let it relax. Right, so the contrast can really help us notice these things. So again, con contracting the feet, the hands, the, the muscles contracting in the arms and the legs and the belly, face. And with your exhale, let it all relax. And then one more time, tensing everything up. And exhale to relax. Right, and we'll bring the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Inhale. And exhale, release hands down, down to your back. And we'll start there, knees in. Just hugging the knees in, two rocks side to side on the back. And then to the center, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back. Continue with your breath. There's no rush. This is called apanasana, which I've been doing a lot, teaching a lot in the fall season. Uh, it's, apana is the downward and out. So down and out of the body. Elimination. This helps stimulate the digestive organs really good. Uh, Post-holidays for the stomach. And we'll come back to center and feet down to the floor. Now peeling the spine up off the floor, inhale to peel up into bridge pose, lifting up with the hips. And with your exhale, lower one vertebrae at a time, back down to the floor. Let's continue with your breath, inhaling up to bridge and exhaling down to the floor. This can be as small or as big as feels right for you. Emphasizing the sort of opening of the belly, which is one of the areas that really holds a lot of tension for a lot of people. Hip flexors, belly, and shoulders are three of the most, probably the most common areas to hold tension in the body. So we're going to focus on those quite a bit today. So where the, where the body can really grasp and, and tighten up. So we'll focus on opening in the belly here by coming up to bridge pose and hold and bridge. And you could put a block under your tail if you want, or just stay there and bridge. You can interlace the hands underneath you. Slowly release the hands out, release the spine down. Move the hips over to the right edge of your mat and knees into the left for a twist. So hips to the right edge, knees into the left. Arms in a T, turning the head away from the knees. Now to contract and release the belly here in this twist, we're just going to lift the feet, like, I'm sorry, lift the knees uh, maybe a few inches off the floor until you feel your belly contracts. You feel your, 
transverse abdominals, the sort of corset muscles of the core, have to contract to keep you in that position. And then let your knees lower down to the ground again, letting those muscles relax. So again, lift the knees just an inch or two off the ground. You'll feel the pelvic floor and the deep core muscles contract. And then let the knees down and let it relax back into the twist. One more time, lift the knees an inch or two, contracting, and then lower the knees, relaxing. So back to center, setting up like bridge, and now move the hips to the left side of the mat, knees into the right. Simple twist, we'll hold here for a moment, head turned away from the knees. Be mindful with your back. If this hurts your low back, you can just skip this movement, but if the core can engage, it'll support the back and you'll be fine. So again, lift the knees an inch or two, holding there, breathing, maintaining that contraction of the pelvic floor and the core, and then let that back down. Again, lifting the knees, holding, breathing. And with your next exhale, let it down, and then come back up one last time. Holding, breathing, and then let it back down, relaxing. Feeling the tension sort of fade out of the stomach. And we'll come back to center. Hug the knees in and rock forward and back along the spine or roll over to your side and we'll make our way up to hands and knees with the blanket under the knees. From here, just make any movements that feel good for you, kind of feeling out things in the body. And we'll make our way back to center, to hands and knees. Bring the hands wider apart off the mat and move in just the shoulders, left to right, forward, back, shoulder blades together and apart, feeling out the upper back. And then we'll come back to center, neutral spine. And here we'll find hands and knees, lift the left leg straight back and stay there or reach the right arm forward as well. And now we'll bring the right elbow towards the left knee, contracting everything in and then extend everything out, expanding. As you exhale, hug the elbow to the knee, inhale, expand out. Exhale, hug the elbow to the knee, and then inhale, expand out, and we'll hold there in this version, this balancing pose. So if you, want, if you need to, you can lower the right hand, but otherwise keeping it up there and holding and breathing. Right, so there needs to be a little bit of uh, engagement here, right? But can you be engaged without the gripping, without the grasping? Can you be fully active? But no, no unnecessary tension. 
and then slowly lower down and switch sides. So right leg extends back, left arm extends forward, holding there for a moment. And then we'll bring elbow to knee as you exhale, contracting. In inhale to expand out. Continue with your breath a few times, exhaling in, inhaling out. And the third time, we'll just stay in the balance, holding, keeping the left arm forward now, right leg back, holding and breathing here, maintaining engagement, but not grasping, no tension, no unnecessary tension in the body. If you think of any good, great athlete, there's perfect balance of power and grace, strength and grace, right? Finding that in our bodies here. Engaged, but not gripping. And then slowly lower back down, come to downward facing dog. And you can pedal your feet out here if you like, or you just hold in down dog. Now, resting into down dog, we'll hold the position and just feel what it's like to be very firm and engaged in the body, contracting maybe a little extra. Just feel what that's like. So, rooting firmly into the hands, engaging the triceps, the belly drawing in, the thighs engage. And then try the opposite, a little, little too lax, where the arms are less engaged, Right, not too much, of course. You don't want to hurt anything here, but just feeling that sort of, that sort of uh, rails of what we're working within today. And then find right in the middle where we're engaged and relaxed. Not too lax, not too stiff. And then walk forward to the front of the mat to a forward fold. Knees can bend as much as you like. You could hold opposite elbows. Let the head hang down, decompressing the spine. And we'll slowly roll up to stand. Head comes up last. Shoulders relaxed, spine tall. And here, find mountain pose. Toes lift and spread. And even with this, we can sort of exaggerate things and tighten up the toes, tighten up the legs, tighten up the hands, making fists with the hands, tighten up the face. And then with your next exhale, just let all that relax. And then again, we'll tighten everything up. Inhale and hold the breath in, tightening everything up. And exhale, let it relax. One more time, inhale, tightening. And exhale, relax, feeling the tension sort of fade out of the muscles. And find an engaged version, not too stiff, not too lax, somewhere in the middle of those two polarities we just felt in mountain pose. You got, your eyes can be closed or focused on a single point in front of you. But there is a stability, there's a strength and a grace and ease to the body, the posture. 
From here, reach the arms overhead as you inhale. And exhale to your right side, side bend, catching the left wrist. Hold and breathe here for a moment. Next inhale, come to center. Exhale, other side. Inhale to center. Exhale to bend the elbow, shoulders down the back, lifting the heart. And release the hands down. So again, finding the mountain pose, shoulders down the back. Lean into your left foot and let the right foot start to lift off the ground. Maybe you touch the toes right behind you. Maybe you start to float the leg up further towards a warrior three, hinging at the hip flexors, lifting the right leg. Focus the gaze at a single point. Now again, right in that perfect sweet spot of balance, strength, and grace. Right? Not too stiff, not too light. And slowly come back to stand. Find mountain pose again, centering. Lean into your right foot. And again, maybe your left toes touch the floor behind you. Maybe start to float the leg up towards warrior three. Eventually, it could be parallel to the floor. Focus the gaze. And back to standing. From here, we'll come to a forward fold and step the left knee down to the blanket. <clears throat> so we're going to come to Anjaneyasana, low lunge, and we're going to emphasize the hip flexors a bit so you can sink the hips forward here, bending into the right knee. And you could stay on the fingertips or bring the hands up to the thigh, the right thigh, shoulders down the back. You could have the arms beside you like mountain pose, or arms could be overhead in a Y shape, so any version of this. Hold and breathe here. With your next exhale, lower the hands down. Step forward to forward fold. Step the right knee down and back. Find your alignment here. Hips are, uh, our knees are hips distance apart, about maybe a little wider. And the front knee bending maybe just past the ankle. So if you can bring your left knee past the toes, then you need to take a, a longer stride, but it's right about the, uh, above the ankle. And then the hands could be on the floor, or the thigh, beside you or overhead. Eyes can be closed or focused at a single point. If you think of your psoas, your hip flexors like a fist, often, for many of us, often those, those, they're kind of like a closed fist, the psoas. So imagine the, like a closed fist opening, right, so the muscles, Relaxing the tension they've been holding there. 
lower the hands down and we'll come back to down dog lift the right leg straight back and step it forward to a lunge this time a high lunge and before you even come up just have your setting up in the lunge and let your hands just float off the ground so you've got the stability in the legs you can rise up to the high lunge arms can be beside you again like a mountain hands can be on the waist or arms in a y shape overhead again focus the gaze either at a point in front of you eyes closed with this is a lot more challenging so you probably want to focus your gaze on a single spot Now imagining the hip flexors and the belly as if they're like a fist opening up, unclenching, non-grasping. And then we'll slowly lower the hands down, step back to down dog. And we'll bring the left leg up and back and step it forward to a lunge. Again, finding your stability before you rise up. So light fingers, strong legs, and float the hands up into any version of the arms. And anytime you notice something is a little off, you could even kind of lean into it, exaggerating the clenching in the toes or the exaggerating the clenching in the legs, and then let it go. So kind of go into the extremes to find the middle ground. From here, warrior two, back heel down, arms extend out in a T. And again, if anytime something feels a little off or not quite right you can clench up the hands you could clench up the feet and the legs and and then release and find the middle ground the shoulders are tight you could clench up the traps lifting the shoulders and then let them down the back again Take the same shape to the back of the room, just pivoting the feet to your right to warrior two facing the back of the room. So I'm actually intending to fatigue the shoulders a bit here. So if you can maintain this, please do. It, it's, it can help relieve a lot of tension in the shoulders, but it definitely gets challenging after a while here. And again, notice if there's anywhere in the feet or the belly or the legs that's holding extra tension that it doesn't need to. Steady breath. Straighten the right knee. Triangle pose, right hand to a block or the shin or the ankle. Left arm can be right overhead, right over the right arm, or you can wrap the left arm around the back if you want here. And something I really like to do is just letting the neck kind of release and hang down to open up the left traps. So we did a lot of that 
fatiguing of the muscles, so now that might feel nice. Slowly come back up to warrior two and pivot to warrior two facing the front of the mat. Straighten the left knee, trikonasana triangle here, hand to the shin, the block inside the ankle, right arm over. And again, you could wrap the right arm around the back, you could let the head hang down. there's ever a, a place in a posture where you're not quite sure, you don't quite feel, you know, you can always exaggerate things in one direction and then go in the other direction. So you can tighten things up more, you can relax things more, and then find where the posture is for you today. Let's come back up to warrior two. Turn the toes to your right, so all 10 toes facing in the same direction, and hands on the waist. Extend the spine, lifting the heart, and keep as much of that lift and length as you can as you hinge at the waist into a wide-legged forward fold. And then hands can come to the blocks or the floor or walk the hands back, any version of this. The main thing is letting the head come below the heart and keeping as much length in the spine as you can. More hinging at the waist, the hip flexors, than, than rounding in the back. back under the shoulders, extending the spine, finding the length in the spine again. Turn towards the left foot to the front of the mat and step back to down dog. And you can stay in down dog or to a child's pose with the knees apart, hips to heels. So I have about five to seven breaths in either version of down dog or child's pose. Let the breath go down to the lower belly, unclenching in the belly. Letting the breath slow down and any unnecessary tension soften.
we'll come to the hands and knees. And again, we'll lift the right leg straight back and the left arm forward. This time, bend the right knee. And you might stay right there and just lift the right foot up towards the ceiling, which is a lot of work, uh, a lot of strengthening and opening in the hip. But if you want to add on, now you can reach your left hand to catch the pinky toe side of the foot. And if that doesn't quite reach, one thing you can do is bend the knee in so you get a closer reach and then extend uh, the spine in more of like a bow pose. So now we're here holding the foot or in that general shape, lengthening the spine, lifting the heart, balancing here. Again, you can play with more effort, even tensing up the hands and the arms, and less effort, a little too, too little, right? So you almost feel like you're going to fall out of it. And then right in the middle, or it's balance of strength and grace in the posture. And then we'll slowly release that, letting the hand and the knee back down, feeling the effects of that. Other side, left leg straight back, right arm forward. Either you just bend the left knee, slight lift in the towards the foot towards the ceiling, or reach back with the right hand on the pinky toe side. And again, you can always bring the, the foot in closer first and then extend out, think like a bow pose. Keeping an extension, a length in the spine, holding and breathing here. Slowly release down. Move the blanket out to the side and come down to your belly. So we'll do three back bends here. First, to just lift the head, shoulders down the back, engaging the spinal stabilizers. Right, so this is, you might not feel as much here, but deep, there's a lot of deep internal muscle, muscular engagement necessary just to lift your head here. Holding and breathing here. And then lower the head, turn the head to one side, fully resting the back for a moment. The arms could relax beside you if you want. And then again, setting up for our locust pose. Now hands under the shoulders first, lifting the head off the ground, and then lifting the hands and then lifting the legs. You might stay right there or reach the arms straight back, palms face down. Now, just like we did in mountain pose, you could kind of exaggerate the contraction in the body, even tensing up the hands and the face. And you can kind of go the other direction where it's a little more lax and find the middle ground. Slowly release, turn the head to the other side, resting here. 
belly soft. Now our last back bend here is bow pose. So you'll start the same way, head lifts, hands lift, legs lift. And now you can bend the knees, reach for the tops of the feet on the pinky toe side, and press the hips down to lift everything else up into bow pose. If that doesn't quite work, you can just reach in that general direction, or you go back to the locust pose like we did before, now with the knees bent. Slowly release down and come back to a child's pose. And we'll come back up to hands and knees to down dog. And eventually to the front of the mat to a forward fold. So just walking up to the front of your mat. With the bend in the knees, slowly roll all the way up to stand. Head comes up last. And again, find mountain pose here. Shoulders relaxed, spine tall. Toes lift and spread. Arms and legs engage. All right, so over the past few weeks, really focused on centering, grounding, warming in the postures. But now it's adding this little subtle awareness of not being grasping, not, not gripping in the body, not adding any extra tension to that. All right, so we can do things that are very engaged, but not adding tension, no unnecessary tension. So we'll put all the things we've done together uh, into dancer pose. So I'll walk us through first. So basically, just like we did before with the warrior one, but now we're bending the back knee and holding on this time the big toe side of the foot so the arm is externally rotated. And then the other arm is counterbalancing that as you hinge forward any amount towards dancer. All right, so step by step, make sure the weight's in the right foot. Make sure you got the big toe side of the left foot. And the spine stays extended and long, just like bow pose. You just hinge at the hip flexors, which we've been opening and moving a lot today. Hold and breathe anywhere along the way that feels right for you. Focal point with the eyes helps a lot with this. And we'll slowly release the way you came in. And reset to come back to mountain pose. Same thing, other side, so lean and weight into your left foot. 
Start with the right toes tapping the floor behind you. Think of locust pose in the back of the body. Grab the big toe side of the foot with the right hand. Left arm extends as you hinge forward at the waist. Focus the gaze at a single point. Slowly release back down. We'll come back to standing. Inhale to reach both arms up overhead. Exhale to bend the elbow, shoulders down the back. Interlace the hands behind the back. And fold at the waist with the hands interlaced overhead. Bend your left knee, turn the left shoulder towards the left knee, opening the right shoulder. Also opening the right IT band. And switch sides. Right knee bends. Right shoulder drops down. Left leg is straight. So you feel that stretch in the outer left hip. Now to the center. Both legs straight. Arms still overhead. And then release the hands down into Malasana. So feet a little wider apart, knees bend, hips lower, hands together at the heart into Malasana, low squat. The back can round here. You can kind of hang down into this. Or you can keep the spine more upright. behind you, so lean into the hands, lower the tail down to Navasana Boat Pose. So your hands can be under the thighs, touching the floor with the feet. Legs could be to 90 degrees, or legs could extend straight. Either way, wherever you're at, find extension in the spine, avoiding the flexion, the rounding of the back. And then the hands could be beside you or under the legs. We'll hold and breathe here. So this is probably one of the best strengtheners for the hip flexors, which we've opened a lot today. So we're balancing out the strength and flexibility in the hip flexors. Lower back comes down to Ardha Navasana, low boat pose. And then rise back up to Navasana. Cross at the ankles and come back to down dog. Pedaling the feet out. And here we'll lift the right leg straight back and open the hip, bending the right knee. Let your left shoulder drop down a little bit to really emphasize the, the hip opening here. And then bring the right knee all the way forward to pigeon pose. Right knee towards the right edge of the mat, hips square to the ground, left toes pointing straight back. If you don't like this version, you can always go down to your back into a reclined pigeon. All right, so if you're in the first version, you can start to lower down to the hands, resting the head on the hands. Or if you want to go down to your back, you could do that version.
it's very common here for the shoulders to take on extra tension. So you could, you could exaggerate that a little bit, tensing up the shoulders and then relaxing. It's kind of finding the middle ground where you're not too tense, not too lax. But now as we get towards the end of the practice in these last few poses, it is okay to, to let go of that engagement more, so being more relaxed in the poses. start to slowly transition so again back to down dog and lift the left leg back to open the hip bending in the left knee your right shoulder can drop down here to emphasize that think more like a back bend and bring the left knee all the way forward into pigeon pose towards the left edge of the mat. Hips square to the ground, spine long, slowly lowering down. Naturally, your breath starts to slow down. Heart rate starts to slow down. Start to transition from here, eventually down to your back. And here we'll have the knees bend, hugging the knees into the body, rocking side to side, massaging the back. Hold outside of the knees or the shins or the feet for happy baby pose. Shoulders and head relaxed here. Let the feet down to the floor and 
cross the right knee over the left knee and have the shins parallel to the ground, so like eagle pose in the legs on the floors, containing, centering, grounding all the energy in the body after the practice, towards the end of the practice here. And we'll bring the left or the right arm under the left arm, like eagle arms. You might hold the shoulders or you might wrap the arms all the way to catch the hands. And the last thing, we'll all do this of lifting the head and shoulders in, rounding the back, opening the space between the shoulder blades, contracting the core, centering, grounding, warming. So kind of exaggerating the tension in the body here. So very contracted pose. And slowly release the spine down and let the legs fall to your left into a simple twist. Arms open into a T, looking away from the knees. Eyes can be closed or resting on a spot. Again, breath slowing down. And we'll slowly come back to center. Unwrap the legs and left knee over right. Like eagle legs, legs to 90 degrees. Left arm under right arm. And you could wrap the hands or hold the shoulders. Opening the space between the shoulder blades as you lift the head and shoulders off the mat, curling and containing everything into the center. Exaggerating this contraction and tension in the body. No cramping or pulling anything, but definitely engaged. Definitely uh, a little more engagement than usual. Slowly release the head and shoulders and the arms. Let the legs fall to your right. Turn the head to the left. Feel the points of contact with the body to the floor. And gravity gently pulling the body down to the ground. And we'll slowly come back to center Hug the knees in, two rocks side to side on the back one more time. And then let the legs slowly extend out to Shavasana, final resting pose, arms and legs relaxed. Uh, 
All right, so get situated in Shavasana. We will do one last little thing before we fully finish, but get comfortable first. So this thing we've been doing today, the sort of tensing and releasing to practice non-grasping, it's uh, one of the reasons I really like it is it's been researched quite a bit and uh, used with uh, war veterans, PT- people with PTSD who've been in war and have no yoga experience, but they, they do these tension, tension and release techniques uh, and they found them very effective in stress reduction. Uh, so if it works for them, I think it could work for our, you know, everyday not war-related stress. So it's, it's good to know like what's very effective. And we'll do that again to close our practice. So kind of bringing into it, we'll, we'll tense and release a few times uh, practicing this non-grasping of parigraha. So from wherever you're at, we'll just tense up the hands, the legs, the feet, the belly, anything you can feel in the body, tensing it up, bringing awareness to the whole body, holding that tension, your next inhale, you'll hold the breath in, so even holding the breath in, and then with your next exhale, let everything go, letting all that tension fade out of the muscles, feeling the muscles slowly relax. And we'll let that settle in for a moment. And again, tighten everything up, arms, legs, upper body, lower body, face. Hold the breath in, next breath in, you hold, and keep that tension. And next, exhale, let everything relax. Tension fading out. One last time, hold, tensing everything up. Inhale the breath in and hold the breath in. And your exhale, let everything relax. have the next few minutes now to just be in stillness, allowing the body to integrate. Notice the points of contact to the floor, the gravity grounding, centering the body.
Start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Eventually coming over to one side and back up to sitting when you're ready. Close our practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.